This is Abnormal Entertainment. Welcome to Glory Hound and the Uninvited Gamers. I'm your host, Glory Hound, and tonight's Uninvited Gamers are... Dr. Glory Hog. Greg Dixon. And we are well, restarting our podcast here um, with, like, new people. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And this is Greg from Hooked on Geek. Hi, everybody. And he will hopefully be joining us as a permanent guest on our show. And, of course, Dr. Glory Hog is back. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but we're going to be splitting our show up into an After Dark series as well as a Kickstarter series. So if you're into Kickstarters, you're going to be able to check out our Kickstarter 30-minute videos. Or if you just want to hear about our shenanigans um, on our After Dark show, then we're going to have 30 minutes of our After Dark show. Sounds good. All right. So 30 minutes. we're recording down here at Games U today. <laughs> And I, yes, it's beautiful games you. They're going to be having some tournaments going on back here and stuff. Two, two tournaments. I know. And it's going to be kind of interesting for our viewers because, um, you know, they always hear about where we're at and they probably hear all the background yeah. noise and now they actually get to see all of it. Well, I think so. they're just going to be most excited about getting to see me, honestly. Is it really? I don't know if anyone's going to see background <laughs> stuff at all. No? Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to be focused on Once again, on you. you're welcome. <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to zoom in, just, just frame us out and yeah. just close up of your face. I'm going to face. end up on a lot of people's profile pictures. I think. You're going to get a meme made out of you for sure. You, I know that's what this you, is. That's like really the highlight. That's like She's what like, I, I want. I want a meme made on me. I'm like, you know that none of those are ever good, right? <laughs> Nobody gets a meme that's like makes me sound intelligent. It's always bad. I'm just, but looking, it would be hilarious. Come on. I'm just looking forward to she someone in the background losing a game and like flipping everyone else oh at the my table God, off. That would be and awesome. We catch it in the background. That would be fantastic. Would be Tables <laughs> flipping like in the background. <laughs> what if there was a robbery? <laughs> oh wow! We could be like crime fighters. We could. We're like we're like Batman over here. That's when you see like we all just duck. Yeah, nothing well, to see here. In oh, nothing to see here. Right. I'm not retreating. I'm just taking a knee. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about today um, the True Dungeon. Have you guys heard about True Dungeon? I've heard yes. of it. I've never done it. Okay. So I, I, I researched it exclusively. Did you? Yeah, and I've been looking into it a lot because it sounds awesome. <laughs> so I went to Origins this year, and I had the opportunity to do True Dungeon, which is sort of like the mix of an escape room. Um, along with like a role playing, like game. a LARP though. Yeah, well, action. like a LARP, yeah, which is so cool. So. And they have them at a lot of conventions and stuff, right? Well, well just like I think this, three like, conventions. Well, I thought it was like four or five. It was PAX South. Yeah. Gen Con. Does Origins? Origins, Origins, and maybe yeah. another one. Oh, they said they like sometimes we'll do a smaller version at one of the local cons. I think. Oh, really? That's I like think local you're thinking of your basement, True Dungeon. <laughs> That little setup that you have. If I had a basement, part of it would have to be a dungeon. <laughs> yes. Like, out of just, based off her proclivities. I like how you pretend you don't have a basement, but we've yeah, all seen that trap door. Basement. Yeah. It's, it's under the rug. The I'm secret sorry. about yeah, a basement is to not let people know you have one. Because then when the police come, they don't look there. Last time I was over, you moved the rug a little, and I could see that opening. Yeah, well, because you need to stand on and that. And I can hear some you screaming, too. You start walking, too. and there's, like, sure. some hollow spaces. I'm like, what is that sound? That's so weird. Like, right here? Welcome to our home. Please stand by the X. This is not a trap door. It's fine. It's fine. I would use a just let it happen. My own child. Just, just let it happen. Whoop, just drop her down, and like I have like a TV with Netflix going down. What there a fun prank for the kids! Just fall through the floor. That's where you get the slide. You're like, Wee! Yeah. 
and then the spikes really are yeah, a bad well, injury. You know, I will say, ever since I saw that movie Blank Check, as a child, where he's got the slide that goes from his bedroom down to wow. the pool. That's like the best thing ever. Check. That's the one. Yeah, Blank Check. I haven't thought about that movie since That's what? 91? <laughs> or whatever yeah. it came out? It stays good. Except that it's like, he gets a million dollars, and I'm like, that would like not, not do that much anymore. Today. It's like, not nothing. that much anymore. Well, the movie came out in 1934, so, you know, not, it was more money back then. It was 43. Don't get those numbers mixed up. He's an exaggerator, this guy. It's weird having the camera on, I have to admit. Don't look at it. A little bit. Don't look at it. No, I wouldn't say it's freaking me out, but I feel sorry for the viewers. I've never been this long. Well, they get to see all the animated like things that we do and stuff. It might be more fun for them if if it was like this. No. All right. So, True Dungeon. It's a seven room experience, and they have different, basically, like routes you can go on. So, like, I did the Moon Gate. Yeah, the Moon Gate. And I have to tell you about the first room. I'll tell you about just the first room and how it looks. So what you do is you go up to the True Dungeon people and you get like a little bag of tokens. You open it up and all your tokens are like different gear pieces or potions that you might use for the game and stuff. And right? they persist. Like, so if you get gloves of plus one, like you can keep using those. Yes, you can use dungeons. these. Yeah, in every True, true Dungeon game. So you what? can start oh, really? like collecting these co- yeah. these tokens and start building your characters. Okay. There's a whole economy based off of it. I'm gonna yes. start like a black market Etsy page. There, there you one. go. Right. <laughs> oh really? Yes. <laughs> there's an economy. There's a there is a thing which like a low level entry. If like you and your group want to pay two hundred and fifty dollars, you'll get like I think it was like ten or thirty pack like yeah. packs of these things where you, you can, can just open up a whole pay. bunch of them. Yeah, that's the low level. Buy-in. I was gonna say I, I heard the word low level and two hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> and I was like, that's low level. It goes up. I if saw you're like gonna be going to a bunch of games and up, like it just keeps going up and up, and then you can start even where you get like a legendary item from last season or something. Well, okay, so you get these coins, and then yeah. you go into your room and you set up your character. So you have these little sheets that you can like set your coins down, so you're equipping your characters you get to decide whether you want to be like a fighter, a paladin, a wizard, a cleric, you know, a rogue, um, and you equip your character as so. And then they take down your stats of what you are, and then you take your sheet, and then you go into, like, the training room. And the training room is very cool. This is, like, the coolest part of this whole thing, okay? So don't even so, do the dungeon. Just well, no, no, no. Just train is and leave. The aspects of each character are different. So if you're the rogue... Each room is going to contain a box, and the box has, like, a little rivet in it that you can follow, and you have to make this metal thing go through it, but you can't have it touch the side. So it's like operation. operation. Yes. Okay. So you're so testing your dexterity yeah. as a rogue to open a box in order to get clues or something or treasures throughout the so game. the better you are at your class, the more things you'll unlock, right. and the better For, like, the wizard, there's, like, this little chart with all these little... Um, like shapes on it and words and stuff, and you have to memorize all the words in the different shapes. Uh, and then whenever you do a spell, they point to something on the chart that's yeah. blank, and you have to tell them what it is. Like the druid does leaves. Yeah, the so druid does leaves. The cleric has little beads and stuff that are intricate. That I'm you have imagining to do. the training for the cleric, and they bring in a guy who's like hemorrhaging, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, if you can fix him, it's, no, it's, it's like prayer <laughs> he's beads. bleeding out." They come in with prayer beads, and the, you're like. The paladin's like, you gotta lay your hands right on him, okay? If you can't, if you can't face, on so if you can't faith heal this guy, you can't be this class. I'm sorry. That's it. So, but it adds a whole uniqueness to each character that you're That's playing. Cool. That's cool. So you cool have idea. the gear, and then you have like this uniqueness to your character. And then after you get your training, you enter the dungeon. And in this first room, uh, there was like the fake grass put down. So you walk in, it's all of a sudden there's grass. That's cool. I like to call it Astro- and there's like this Astro-turf. elf lady there, and she's like the elf queen. So she looks like she's naked. She has her hair like laying under Derek's over hair. her body and stuff. That's why I researched heavily. <laughs> and 
you know, when, Google image. when she speaks, oh, her yeah. voice like <laughs> echoes in the room and stuff. And there's this beautiful tree that's like lit up with a thousand lights and little fruits hanging off of it. That sounds and, rad. Like, it's, it is fucking well, awesome. Well, people are in character. Like, they say and, it takes oh, yes. 250 people that are slash volunteers slash people that work there to run it. For yeah. a three-day event, like 250 people. Because wow. you have a person in each room that helps guide you through the rooms. And like any role-playing game, if you want to talk to you know, the bees or you want to interact with something, you talk to that person in that room, and they, they do the role-playing interaction with you, as well as your problem-solving. You have problem-solving or puzzle-solving rooms. Sure. And then you have fighting rooms, too. So like in a fighting room, you have like a giant mechanical monster there. And, like, each character has a different thing that they can do so, to fight the monster. For example, like, you, um, a lot of the fighter classes slide, like, a kind of like a Oh, puck, like a shuffleboard slide thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how they fight. Okay. So, like, the warrior, like, gets, like, he gets pre-training. That's, like, one of his advantages. And then he gets to shove, like, he throws one across. And then there'll be, like, a character on the, on the ground, right? Like, you'll see an outline and, like, the head's 19 points. Oh, I see. Arms, okay. 18 yeah. points. And you got to try to, like, line it up. So the fighting classes but, like, do that. But then, like, well, the different classes are different. So, like, the ranger does two things at once. So they slide two things at the same time and like you know the cleric does one and they all have their own special kind of thing like that they do in order to fight yeah so it's you are very skill based yeah. yeah it's dexterity based yep. yeah mm-hmm. and so each room has its own little theme and its own thing happening and like its own interaction and like we got to this one room where there's a bunch of flowers in it and we smelled all the flowers and each flower had an individual smell that we were trying to identify and like it was so intricate like you would like a really good escape room. Yeah. Um, but it had so much fun, like fantasy role playing stuff to it with all the actors being there and the challenges and, and stuff. And there's the aspect of replayability Ugh. where it was so good. You almost get rewarded to keep playing it because like you get better gear. Yeah. And then like people come in and they have guilds. Like they'll be wearing oh, yeah, guild shirts. Oh yeah, the guilds. So some people will come in dressed up and stuff. Oh like, my they make, goodness. Like their character like a permanent character. Like yeah. I will always be fizz with it's the wizard. Like so every time. It, it, mm-hmm. it's intersection of all these different geek things cosplaying I know, and role playing right? and escaping and, and you get your yeah. little XP, you That's get your cool. little XP cards so you can level up online and talk to a community online about yeah. it and stuff really like cool. a huge forum community the guy says it's his like part time thing that he does it's, it's not, amazing like, though but that's why he only does it at so amazing. many conventions because yeah. it's it's he says it's 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 like sixty to seventy ish bucks, depending on which like kind of event you're doing. Yeah, which isn't bad in the aspect of well, what how you think long of, it, of an experience. Two is hours it? in okay. seven rooms. So So think of an escape escape room room times seven. So the the escape room we just did, like just this weekend, was like 30-ish bucks per person. And it was was about an hour, right? Yeah, Yeah. they're always an hour. 60 to 70 bucks for something that's like more immersive that has actors in that you interact with. Like our escape room, we're doing stuff. They did did lights. And so like if lightning came down and struck something, all of a sudden the room would light up. And, you know, yeah. And like, you know, you'd hear the noise and it's like everybody takes damage. I saw a thing where they had eggs set up and then somebody had a wand. And as they were going over the eggs, the eggs would light up different colors. I don't know what the it's very was, intricate, but like that's the level of detail they've got with these things. Like, where you actually have a wand and you're like waving it over the so eggs. So like if you go to a convention like Origins, they have yes. like one true gen- dungeon experience. Yes. So if anybody's going to Gen Con, True Dungeon is going to be at Gen Con, okay? And they're going to be revealing their new puzzles for the year. So like, okay. are they doing the Norse? So ones? I was wondering it's like the how Norse often ones. They reset. Yeah. I think it might be yearly on that. Yeah, okay. because so they're doing like a they have Odin's different versions of it. 
Okay. So, like, you can do different levels of it. So, like, yeah. for example, they have a sealed event where you can't come in with outside gear. You just get the gear you get when you get there, and that's it. Yeah. And you play through it. But you get special participation prizes for beating it and everything else. Yeah. So they have, and they have different levels. So, like, you don't, you shouldn't play the same one every single time. If you went to every convention they did, there should be three different ones. So they're running three different scenarios simultaneously at any given event? Yes. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll run different So you pick the one you ones. haven't done before. Yeah, and right. That's absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Like there's definitely beginner level and then like intermediate because yeah. they have ones where like you well, can yeah. get XP so and at die. the beginning at the beginning of it um you they go okay do you want to play regular nightmare easy and they do it kind of based nightmare, off your gear too like, oh, well if you're if <laughs> you can get your party is geared yeah if your party is geared really well yeah. they'll say well you guys are geared really well maybe you guys should try nightmare and so they'll try to put you in the right and how many area. people are going through like simultaneously um 10, right? i think it was 10 yeah okay i want to yeah. say 10 it was so good. a fairly large group. Yeah. It was so good, though. And they have, I want to say, 12 character classes. They just added, like, a dwarf fighter, which has some different aspects yeah. to it, and an elf wizard or ranger. They added an elf something, which they said yeah. would be different than just the standard wizard or the standard oh, fighter. Oh, and for those of you who love puns at the very end, they give you all these different puns about your classes, which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay? They're she like, they're I love like, that that's the highlight is the pun <laughs> sheet at <yeah>. the end. <laughs> What was it? They were like, uh, thank you, you know, for your service, uh, elf wizard, because you are the master race. Like, it was just like little sort of uh -oh. things that uh -oh. they talked about. It was fucking hilarious, though, <laughs> listening to all of them. It was very cute. It was very cute. I heard the elf was going to the wall. Like, but, you did such a good job, Paladin. and thanks for laying hands a lot on yourself. Right? Right, exactly, exactly. We actually need to talk to you about that. There's yes, a problem, like a waiver. Yeah, and seriously. And a lot of self-touching. There's kids here. If you end up beating the dungeon, you get um, prizes at the end. So you get to... Like a chest of like, Yeah, loot. a chest of loot. And you like... Prizes. Yeah, you get so three tokens out of there, and then you get your XP card for that, and then you can go on your wow, way. Wow, that sounds really I was cool. Looking, it was very, very it cool. It was on this side, like, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it was closer to the because Southwest, like, where we are, you know. I would be into this every <laughs> single time yeah. because I was thinking about it, like 250 split between 10 people. That's an extra 25 bucks. I think my math is solid on this. <laughs> so, like, and then you get extra tokens to start off with. And you, they, what the guy was saying, the guy who runs it, like the main guy, right, whose idea it was and everything, and he says his group runs it, is that there's so much to do. He's like, he loves it. He shows up, and there's people like on the ground or has a table set up trying to trade gear and sell yeah. gear before the event and stuff because it's so like people like really identify with their characters and get a yeah. it's like it sounds like a whole like sort of subculture has really like pop, popped up as, it a, really as a result is. of this and like, like 15 years I think or something really yeah. I've been hearing about it for the last several years you need to go so yeah. like whenever well, you hit up the big conventions escape rooms. yeah we right all the time this right. sounds right up our alley yeah we're like five or six so escape good. rooms in and I yeah. this just sounds like the next level right. yeah and Almost like I, I actually prefer it more than the escape room because it's more immersive oh, yeah. and like there's, it's more like class based. Like you feel more important, you know. In an escape room, well, you, like you're a big role player, you yeah you like that element of gaming. It's so good. She's a dainty role player. <laughs> a dain a dainty role player. What does that mean? I said you're you always a big play role like a, an elf noble that's always like snooty. I'm DPS. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'm the glass cannon, okay? Hold on. Like, let, me, let me start Googling some of these terms. You're like, hold on. Have you never played other games? DTF? What? D DPS. Oh. DPS. <laughs> Netflix and chill? What? <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't even have a subscription, so is just this, come over. Is this the Animated Gamers or Jersey Shore? Like, what are we talking about here? Well, you know, we probably should start talking about what we played this week, so. You, well, you played True Dungeon. Uh, well, I did play True that Dungeon. That wasn't this week, though. That No, it was don't, when we were in Origin. No behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh. 
Um, this I, is timeless, evergreen content. I did get a chance to play <laughs> Century uh, Road Eastern Wonders uh, by Plan B Games, and that's um, designed by Emerson Masucci. Is that how you pronounce his last name? I don't M- know. Masucci? I've only heard of. I've only think. heard. Emerson, so like that's just that's probably know. because that's the easier name to say. It is, it yeah. is. They're using just use his say. DJ name. Emerson By the way, M. <laughs> Emerson M. I like that. <laughs> you know, Emerson M. Yeah. My bro. Well, everyone does that. You come up with an easier nickname if the word's too hard. Or if you're like American, you just kind of change it however you want. Like, this is the, how we're going to well, say the word now. Like America is hard to say, so you say America. America. Right. Yeah. Just change it. Makes it easy. <laughs> Not Iraq, it's Iraq. Iraq. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Do something about it. Well, and Greg, it. you got a chance to play this game as well. Yeah, I played the, what's it called? The Sand and Sea like hybrid where you, where you play the combo. Yeah, you combine it with well, Spice Well, Talk yeah. about that a little bit. So, Okay, so this particular game is you can play it just as Eastern Wonders. Yeah. Or you can choose to play it with the first version, Century Spice Road, combined with Eastern Wonders into one game. So they're both standalone games, but yeah. there's ways to kind of merge right. well, them. Well, the first right. one's like, what, deck building more? Yeah. And then the second one's more like... Well, and this is placement. the third one, technically, because they had the Golem one in there. So this is like the third. I don't know if they third. consider that Golem one part of it. Well, the Golem... The, I don't think it's part of the series that they were yeah. trying to make, but it has the name associated with it. The Golem one so is like a reskin say... of Century Spice Road. Right. Yeah. But, so from what I was understanding, like, this one is more worker placement almost. Like, because you have, like, all the pieces are out, and you're trying to solve the puzzle of where to move it's, with your ship. It, it's, it's got a, a board element and a, almost like a pick up and deliver. Right. Yeah. Versus, like, I'm going to pick up a car yeah. and then yeah. I'm going to play. Well, absolutely. The other one's kind of so, like a hand management set collection kind of a thing. Exactly. So both of them are engine building games where yeah. you're trying to get your engine going. Uh, the first one is based off of cards that mm-hmm. you're trying to collect, you know. So once you pick up those cards, only you can use those cards. With this particular one, it's like all of the cards are almost like out on the table. So right. the mechanics are the same in that, you know, you're transferring spices from one type to another type to get the biggest benefit on where you're trying to go with it. Um, but with this one, anybody can use these as long as they place little huts down on them, basically. Yeah. Um, but I really, like, I liked this one better than Century Spice Road. Well, because it's a different game set, right? It's more... <sighs> It's more in-depth. It's more of an in-depth game where you can try to solve the puzzle that's on the board versus just, like, more randomized, like, what cards are going to pop up? What can I grab? What is he going to grab before I get a turn to take a card? Where, like, that's what a deck builder is, right? Like, right. cards flip up, but you don't know what they're going to be. You're like, oh, I need that card. It's going to be perfectly yeah, ended. this and one Greg takes it, and you're like, is yeah, bastardo. the master of the game plan. So, like, you have a plan that you're going for, and it does change because the points values change blaster, blaster. on it. That you collect, and once you collect one of those points values, that's taken off. So everybody's plan can kind of change then. However, like, I, I like the fact that once the board is set, I can make, like, a bigger plan. So I can plan ahead. I and I love planning in games. Like, I don't like off-the-fly or off-the-cuff sort of things in games. Right. So, I love the randomness and just right. going, like, what roll can I... Roll dice, see what well, happens. So I like trying roll to figure out what I can do with what I have, right? right. So that's what an escape room is. You're in this room. I've yeah. got a shovel. I've got a brick and an idol. How do I use this to get out? That's right. I like that aspect of things. Where she likes solving the puzzles right. in the escape room. Yeah. So... The it, both of them are excellent games, but I think that it matters where you fall as a gamer, like right. yeah, where you want to go. Different audiences, yeah. absolutely, because there's a lot of people yeah. that played Eastern Wonders and are like, I don't like this game, and I'm like, why not? It's so good, like because it is similar but different. For me, it was just because of the board movement. Instead of just like, oh, I need that card, I'll buy that card. Yeah. Because I have to like, oh, I have to get over there, set yeah. it up, and then it's utilize planning. it. It's planning, but it also yeah. just feels a little slower. <laughs> And like I, I could do the same thing with a faster game. pace. Well, I think it and there's way. also less 
there's less ways to score. You only have, like, for most of the game, three different things you can score, yeah. whereas in Century Spice Road you've got five. So someone well, plus you have your board, right. though, too. Yeah, that's that true. By, by unlocking those. Yeah. yeah. But and then you oh, can get points off of that. Yeah, that's a more passive way to score. Well, the way I had it explained in a really good way was that, like, I think she said it was, like, the first one is kind of more of a light, like, you can kind of shove it in between other games and pick it up really quick. It's a good gateway game. Sure. Where the second one is, like, if you wanted that but you want more depth, you feel like, this isn't enough. This is too light. I, I want to do this one. I don't know if it's that much deeper. I mean, I think they're a similar weight, personally. But I don't know. I like. But Century you feel Spice like Road the second better. one is slower. I feel like it's slower. It's slower paced, and it's it's it's. Well, why should we care what you think? Well, <laughs> Peace. Bye, folks. That was short. And we're done. And thanks for having me. <laughs> well, you got to play both together. How did I you did. like both together? Um, well, I played it with my wife, and she basically just played the Century Spice Road strategies, really, and won the game that way. So it kind of felt like it doesn't you didn't add even need to have. It doesn't add part. enough to like. To really change the way you have to think about the game, like it's cool that you can can you can you combine can use them, the board but if you'd like, but because you've got the cards yeah, there, she you just might used not. the cards like she's used so she, to. Right, went so. back and forth between two locations because those were shorter. She yeah. didn't want to waste a bunch of time moving all over the board. Right. It's actually not a bad plan. And she pulled off a win, and it was a close game. But she yeah. didn't say it was that close. She beat me oh. by one point. One point. <laughs> Let the record show. Notice that she's one not here to point. confirm that. <laughs> I always lose by one point. Is this the two. part where we flash your phone number <laughs> right? on the screen and then people can call and Twitter. cooperate? Do your Twitter. I'll write it in the bathroom if you want. <laughs> uh, this is a game, though, for uh, people of 8 plus, 2 to 4 players, and 30 to 45 minutes. I do think Did- people should try. I don't want to discourage people from playing it, but I, I just didn't. It felt like more of like a cash grab than like an overarching, like, plan that he had from the beginning, like the series of games he had planned. It felt more like, hey, that was popular, let's do more, you know? But see, I think, well, think since he came out with the idea before the first one was even released, that just shows you that he already had it, right? It'd be like the difference of, like, I made this movie, let's do a Jaws 2, because right. Jaws 1 was so good. It was more like, we're going to do a three-part Jaws. Well, I think they played his game. They liked it, and they went, let's make this a series. And then he went, well, I didn't have a series in mind, but okay, we can do that. And then I they started marketing it the that I- way. I just even respect just the idea of trying to do it. It's a cool idea. Yeah, because that's a really cool idea. Some expansions yeah. just take over a game and almost ruin the core game, where this is like a whole separate game that can be played separately, together. or se- Like, once again, you, you've got three games by yeah. buying two. Right? I do sort of feel like you should buy two and then both. You should probably buy one or the other though, because if you're buying both of them with the idea of playing them together, you're spending kind of a lot of money for basically a light euro at that point. You know what I mean? How dare you? That's sir. maybe true. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if they're but 30, 35 bucks a piece, like seventy dollars for something that's the weight of wonder. You said it like that, and all of a sudden she's like, "Hello, darkness, my." <laughs> I think that um, overall, though, because like I enjoyed the game more than the other one. That. It's just a matter of finding yeah, play, the right players play that both. like, yeah, that yeah, like which one, one you like. I like your wife's you. strategy because they both... I'll be doing the cards while she's like going around the map. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have fun. Yeah. They... Sail around. Yeah. I'm just going to collect cards. They are both excellent games, I think. It's just a matter of what, what you like. You. Yeah, yeah, what appeals to you. You know, yeah. do you want like a quicker card sort of game, uh, an engine building game, or do you want something where you're going to have to plan out like your moves a little bit more extensively? Yeah. So, yeah, I liked cool. it. So, yay. Yay for me. <laughs> Dr. Glory Hog, what did you I'm play? I'm excited about it. Oh, what did I play? I got to play uh, Rising Sun. This is, like, probably, like, my, I don't know. It's, it's, third, I played, fourth? Third or fourth, like, full play, I think. Yeah. Um, 
So we got. I mean, everybody kind of has a general idea of Rising Sun. It's not a new game, um, but I got to play it with Greg and Andrew Warble and a bunch of different people. Um, wow! Like you just Alex. leave me out. I mean, like I've played with you. Right, before. but I'm saying oh, you're talking about the most I'm playing, recent I'm talking time. About that literally you played two it. days ago, forty-eight hours ago. We were I only going to talk about the most recent gameplay. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this was my. Why first, am I even here? I'm the out. reason why I bring it up. This is Do I need to stand here right? you too? <laughs> this is the first time I played it Regular with both kids. the Fox Clan, which is the Kickstarter. And the yeah. Sun and Moon, right? Is that the silver and gold team? Was it like Sun and Moon or something? Yeah, he, yeah. What, uh, Andrew played the, was it the it's Sun Clan, I think. Yeah, I think it is Sun Clan. Yeah. So it's the new ones. Yeah, they've got a whole different monster scheme. Exclusive so stuff, yeah. instead of using the regular monsters, they have like their own. Are the gods essentially what they have? Yeah, they have their own set of figures that they have access to that, that the rest of us can't buy. The, but they, the but they also don't. can't buy the ones that you that normally everybody else buy. has. So like, yeah. they have their own right. So they, yeah. they have their own monsters essentially. Yeah. Right? nobody else can. I access. think the idea is like they're a different race, and so they have like a different set of gods or whatever. Right. Yeah. So the only thing I want how to say about they? that is, so we played the game. Um, <laughs> how all offended dare they, all of a sudden. How dare they have different it was, gods? It was pretty close. All Everyone must the think game. like me. <laughs> it was pretty good all the way through the Let's game. Let's talk over it one more time. I know. Okay. Like, I'll stop. How's it feel? How's it feel? It doesn't feel bad. I don't actually, I wasn't that prepared. So <laughs> He's like, I'm at He's like, I'll go catch a He's movie. He's like, and done. I'm going to grab more hash browns. Um, I can jump in this tournament. <laughs> it looks uh, pretty fun. So what, the, what, what I felt about with the addition of the Sun Clan into it, uh, yeah. more so than the Fox Clan, I don't feel like that like broke the original game or anything. With playing with one person playing the Sun Clan, with, with the uh, expanded clan, I think it really changed the dynamic. Because they do have, if you're not playing both of the, the new clans, where right. like, two people are fighting over the same cards, yeah. he had full access to the best of his clan. And still the best of the other stuff that we weren't looking at because we played with, like, all the monsters. Yeah. Like, too many monsters. He just threw everything so, in. So I think I recruited, like, at least two monsters every single season. Like, spring I had two. Yeah. I think I got three during summer because of, like, some extra buy-ins. Yeah. So it changed the game to the fact that, like, while we finished and the point spread was, like, 49 to 40 <laughs> for, like, second, third, and fourth, first place, uh, who was playing the Sun Clan, got 115 points. Yeah. So I feel like if you lap the board... Like twice because it's only supposed to go up to fifty-ish points. Like that's the board stops there, and they're laughing twice, and everybody else is like, "It was like I had forty-nine. I think you were at like forty-three. I think Alex yeah. was like forty-five. We were all fairly close. tight. Yeah, like it was close endpoints. That it's kind of like when you add like um, an expansion. Only one person's playing the expansion. It does kind of change the overall base game yeah. and how it scores. And so I don't know if that's a clan you should play. I don't know if without it was, other people playing that clan. My question is, do you think it was the clan, or was it that we threw in a thousand god cards well, and? I think, the, well, I think the lesson is that if you put a hundred monsters out, that the guys are going to get all the monsters. I had like Kaiju hold on. and so everything. I, I, I've done that before. I think it, at uh, Dan's house, where I ended up where I had a very heavy point total at the end. Yeah. Um, and I was using, what's the blue clans? The one where you can fly to any location? Uh, oh, shoot. I don't and stuff. Let's call them Which, the Airbirds. Lotus? No, I was Lotus. No, you were Lotus. I don't um, know. Airbirds. And because of that particular skill, it did. Make it so I could pick and choose like yeah. the best, be yeah, the best battles. Or if there just wasn't a continent that was yeah. but see, that's, occupied, that's I could just pick it up very quickly. So I would argue that's part of it. So do you feel like okay. the, the Fox Clan does something similar? You think these extra Kickstarter exclusive clans and monsters they did it 
play test them as well? They're not as balanced with the base game? Is that your well, sort of thesis I think statement? That, or? That's, that's what I'm saying. I, think I that, feel like that particular portion. Yeah. The Fox is fine. I feel like the Sun and Moon, if you don't have people, at least two people playing both of those plans, yeah. it dramatically changes it because he's got a whole set of cards that nobody else can It would access. be interesting to try another game where both, both plans of them are in there play and, and see, see how, how that works. With both, I think, because then there's competition for those the but gods. Don't, don't they okay. each have their okay. own set? I'm not sure, actually. Don't, do they each have their own set, or are they both going for that same set? I think it's the same because it's uh, like yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so I think that would that be really interesting to play because yeah. he won through virtue cards. He had a bunch of virtue cards, yeah. which that was a big. Yeah. We argued that since there, since we used more monsters than is recommended, we got monsters every time we could buy, and we never picked up. Well, any then virtue cards. was that the problem? Is that you guys used more? Well, it's both. So it's that expansion gave him access to certain monsters that doubled his virtues. Okay. So he was getting virtue cards and virtue monsters, right. essentially, okay. yeah. that we couldn't access. And then there was too many monsters, and we were blindsided by the awesomeness of Kaiju, and we started grabbing monsters. And you're monsters like, oh, my God, them. monsters everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, monsters I need monsters. Oh. All the time. Like, yeah. So many monsters. <laughs> it was... There was, a lot of there was a lot of monsters. It was a good time, though. I enjoyed it, even though I could tell early on, I'm not going to win this. Well, we There's need- no way I'm going to win he this. He was so far ahead that yeah. it was just like, yeah, this is not going to end well for us. Like, I, I also enjoyed just randomly talking about Sean Connery's film career for well, 45 yeah. minutes I mean, at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> Sean Connery as the Highlander. Um, I think the big thing, though, with that game, too, that I've learned is that when you play it, if you're not playing with an even number, it kind of changes the dynamic because the alliances are Oh, the alliances so are very huge when in I that game, and I'd rather play with even numbers. And there's yeah. a person who's like the fifth person who doesn't join up. Yeah. They're a pretty big disadvantage, I they, think. They I are. Feel like. Yeah, they do kind of get screwed with that, yeah. But not like in a way you like, like in the back of a VW or something. <laughs> it's always VWs. It's an uncomfortable well, place. You it's an uncomfortable place, but it's always good. Well, yeah. I was born in Germany. So. You don't even need the person as long as the car's there. Pretty sure since I was born in Germany, I was conceived in a VW. Is Possibly. that it? I think that's. I think ninety percent of the population. That's how it happens. Is conceived in a VW. I think ninety percent of the population worldwide. Mm. Have BW bar in about 19. When were you born again? 57, 58? I can never remember. Because he's 40 years old, I mean. (laughs) Totally 40. That's not (laughs) true. Just put him on blast. (laughs) Look at my bio. Look at us. Look at the young people and old man 40 over here. like a 40 year old. (laughs) (laughs) I should stop talking. I was going to say 53, but. (laughs) Well, Greg, what did you end up playing? I just learned a new game, well, newish. It's last year. It's called Rajas yeah. of the Ganges. Are you sure that's how it's said? I am not sure that's how it's said. Okay, perfect. It please, sounds good, though. Please feel free to. Sounds good now. <laughs> sounds yes. good. That's what we'll be calling it. <laughs> You're playing royalty. It's a. Uh, it's set in like I think 16th century India. You're playing royalty. It's it's a midweight worker placement game. There's a board that the main board, and then you have your own individual player boards. It's sort okay. of a grid. And through the worker placement on the board, you're getting the resources you need to buy the tiles to sort of trick out your own player board. Like shiny rims and CD mirrors and stuff? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) There's like an exhibit card. You can like pimp your ride. Uh, (laughs) We're old folks. Uh, People are like, who's exhibit? (laughs) Pimp my ride. Is that on reruns? I like Drake. Is it on TV land? (laughs) So, and then basically think of like Carcassonne tiles that you're placing on your own personal board. Okay. I will not think of okay, those tiles. Okay, do not think of Carcassonne okay. tiles. Well, it's, definitely, about it's definitely not like Carcassonne, but you are placing tiles on a board. Yeah, and, they sort of, <laughs> and the roads on those tiles, if you can get them to line up with certain bonuses on your board, you can okay. get those bonuses that are points and coins and other sort of in-game. Oh, okay, that's really cool. I like games like that. Yeah, so it allows you to combo to a degree. And then the, the uniquest characteristic of it is you think of like most Euro games, or a lot of Euro games have like a score track around the outside. Right. It has that, but it also has a simultaneously has a... 
uh, a money track that goes the opposite direction around the outside of the board as well. And the way the end of the game triggers is when your score token and your money token pass, going opposite directions on those two tracks, if that makes sense. So you're trying to use that money to buy the tiles, but also save some money so that you can hopefully get there first, because everyone else just gets like one more placement, and they try to pass their tokens as well. Um, does that make sense? So it's kind of yeah. a, it's yeah. a kind of a unique um, end game. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, end game trigger and kind of a unique scoring thing. I mean, you're getting points throughout, but all that really matters is how you finish. Doesn't sound right. That's ninety um, percent <laughs> of life. That's I'm what she said. Today. I mean, I mean it, it's fun because that is it's something that she would say. That's that. right. That's it's right. only important that I finish. Well, that's right. I mean, you do you. <laughs> you can have fun in the bathroom. Finishing is very important. Okay. <laughs> so it's unique. I mean, I, I would recommend it for people who like midweight euros. You know, games like if uh, you like to finish. Yeah. If you like, to if finish. you like winning and the finish, I mean, if you want to play this last. game. I should mention that it's Inca and Marcus Brand, who mm-hmm. are known for the Exit Games and Village. Oh. Okay, yep. I like the execution. Yeah, they're really good designers, really innovative, interesting designers, and they bring that but to the game. But what do they game. smell like? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> summer breeze. If like I ever meet, if I ever the meet them, I will sniff yeah. them and say, this is ridiculous. It's, it's, Wait, so that's not a thing most board game reviewers do because she smells everybody she meets. She's like, Will Wheaton smells like. I did wonder when I came like in. like candy corn. She's like, put your arms up. Um, it smells like candy corn and brandy. It's a delightful scent. <laughs> You could probably lure me someplace with that. We have candy, candy corns corn? and brandy. I'm there. She's very Can I bring easy a board game? Can I bring a board game? She's Hold very on. easy to lure. Very easy. I can't tell you something if I to get her out of a van. It's bad. <laughs> She's always going to well, the How many times have I told you? Where are the puppies? Because you wanted the VW van to yourself. So you're like, out, woman, out. This is my van. So you said there's candy corn and kittens? I'm, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Where are we going? Yeah. You're just oh, chucking. you don't need this blindfold. I just want to play with the cats. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. You're just chucking Everybody candy loves corn out the window. <laughs> and if you don't like candy corn, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> That's a very strong opinion to have. I don't like candy corn. We just lost 50% of our viewers. Two people just turned off right <laughs> yes, now. two people. Two people. <laughs> One of them was my mom. Oh, yeah. your mom. poor mom. Your mom your turned off mom. weeks ago. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to us today. I will um, apologize for nothing. <laughs> make sure to check out Greg on Hooked on Geek. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and... Every Monday we put out an episode. If you want some more Dick Sun, <laughs> go to check down Hooked on Geek. <laughs> Every Monday we put out an episode. We interview people. We talk about games. We do top five lists. Uh, we have access sometimes to early games because of cool people in the Arizona community. Absolutely. So sometimes we can give you kind of heads up on stuff that's not quite out yet. So, yeah, check us out every Monday. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. At, at Hooked on Geek. Hooked on Geek. And you can email us at hookedgeek at gmail.com. All right. Give us show ideas. Gmail, yeah. that's fancy. Oh, yeah. And don't just give those to anybody. Make sure to read everybody on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher and give us thumbs up on YouTube because we're going to be posting to YouTube and stuff. We need we need the likes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. Is there anything you want to say, Dr. Glory Hog? No. Where can people send, like, messages? Now that they've seen at, you. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Now that they've seen you. this face. This face. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. I mean, should I give out my Gmail? <laughs> uh, I do have a Gmail. It's uh, drgloryhog at gmail.com. That's oh, okay. a true story. And your All social right. security number? Yeah. Uh, it starts with a seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Mother's uh-huh. maiden name. Seven. <laughs> Ends with a seven. It's, I'm not telling Mother's you made, that. Oh, sorry, <laughs> this is like okay. an interview that we had earlier. Hey, where what's we, your like, favorite really dog? question. Favorite dog? I yeah. would have to say right now, probably a Jack Russell. <laughs> but I'm strong. What's, what's the I name? I love that you had your an childhood dog. Well, yeah. Because I'm, I'm pro. I'm also pro boxer, even though I've never owned one. I just feel like I should. Well, yeah, because boxers are cool. They look just yeah. awesome. All right, all right. We're wrapping it up. So have a good night, guys. Or not. Have a crappy night. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a mediocre day.
Head to abnormalentertainment.com for all of our podcasts and blogs. Go to cinemaheadcheese.com for our movie reviews and news. Don't forget our YouTube channels, Abnormal Podcast and Cinema Head Cheese. Get us on Twitter, at Abnormal Podcast, and find all of our shows and Abnormal Entertainment on Facebook. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.